Yes! Welcome to another episode of the Kill Rock Podcast. This is episode 24. Today we have Josh from the band Convictions. Before we get started today, I just want to let you guys know that today is your day to receive your free audible.com free trial. Keith, what audible.com free trial? Well, if you go down to www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock, you receive a free 30-day trial to audible.com as well as a free audiobook download. How does that help us here at the Kill Rock Podcast? Well, it kicks back some cash so we could pay the bills. Keep this podcast running so we can make new t-shirts for you guys to wear. Running a podcast, it does ca- it does cost some money. So, if you guys are inclined, go down to www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock and get your free audiobook download and 30-day trial for free www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock welcome to the kill rock podcast today we have josh from convictions and this is their song the drifter Show you everything. The shades which are tied to fire, the flesh and soul, right here, right here. My, oh my, let's show this life. Let's walk straight. 
Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. That just pumps me up. That was the Drifter by the band Convictions, and they are the guests on the show. Today I talked to Josh, guitar player from the band Convictions. You could go pick up their EP, Unworthy. It's on iTunes. It's on, uh, it's everywhere. It's on Spotify. You can listen to it online anywhere. Preferably go download it on iTunes. Uh, even Bandcamp. They have a Bandcamp. Go check that out. We want to thank all you guys for joining us again here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Last week, we had just a wonderful week. Amazing week. We had Dan Bishop from the band Bandit on the show. We also had Wasim Bazi. And Wasim was on the show to talk about the new project that Good Luck Varsity is about to release. Now, if you know about Good Luck Varsity, they actually broke up last year in a whole bunch of turmoil and a whole bunch of fighting and a whole bunch of drama. Evan Baker, the singer, he started American Arson. You can go check out that episode with American Arson. It's episode three. Ironically enough, kind of funny, we had Evan on episode three. We had Wasim in episode 23. 20 episodes apart. I don't know. I, I don't really believe too much in coincidences. I do believe in divine appointment. But whatever you believe in, it's still funny. You guys set some high standards in downloads and also plays for us here at the Kill Rock Podcast. Last week, episode 23 with Good Luck Varsity broke over 400 to 500 plays in the first two days. We want to thank you guys so much for downloading. We are a small podcast, and I will tell you, I will never say that this is the best rock and roll podcast show, but I will tell you one thing. I'll also tell you this. We have the best guests. Bar none, we have the best guests here, especially for being a small podcast. We had Haste the Day as they were reuniting and doing their Indiegogo. We had Dayseeker and Silent Planet. Silent Planet's new album, The Night God Slept, is already out on Solid State Records and is hitting the Billboard charts like no other. I'm so proud of those guys. We had Volumes fresh off the Warp Tour. We had, oh my gosh, superstar artists. And I know I'm forgetting some, but my mind is like obliterated because on Tuesday, Last Tuesday, uh, I was down in Pasadena. And if you guys follow the Kill Rock Podcast on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, Twitter is at Kill Rock Podcast. Facebook is backslash Kill Rock Podcast. You'll know that I announced already. We have Kevin Lyman, creator of the Warp Tour, creator of Taste of Chaos, creator of Mayhem Fest, one of the main founders of Lollapalooza. We have Kevin Lyman on the show next week. Yes, I know. I know. I know. I know. You guys got louder. Oh my gosh, you guys are getting even louder. I know. Now, if, if he's actually listening to this episode, uh, I'd be quite embarrassed. But it's just an amazing honor to be able to sit in his office and talk with him, not just about Warp Tour, but about the music business and what he believes the music business is going to be in the next five to 10 years. So stay tuned for that. That is next Monday, December 1st, the first episode of December, obviously. And uh, 
one of uh i think we're just gonna release two or three episodes we're gonna take the christmas break off uh just to kind of you know recharge our batteries i mean my batteries are charged but recharge your guys batteries also i mean you guys we've been releasing consistently for the last four months at least one to two episodes occasionally three episodes a week uh so we want to take those couple couple weeks off and let you guys recharge with us but it doesn't take away the fact that we have amazing guests coming up today we have Josh from Convictions, and if you haven't heard of Convictions, you're, I truly believe that you're going to in the next few months. They released Unworthy, uh, which is their latest EP. Uh, they released it last year in 2013. Uh, I noticed them around the time that we had Ryan Kirby from Fit for a King on the show, and that was because uh, I found out that Ryan was doing guest vocals, and we're going to get to that song later on in the episode. And I checked them out, and I really, truly like them. I think they're a great band, and I think they're full of talent, and I think that they could do some big things. So we have them on the show. We have, we're have we playing every song. Every song this week is by Convictions. So hopefully I don't really have to tell you what band is playing. And we're going to get to that interview in just a minute. But first, I want to let you guys know, we want, like I said in the beginning, we appreciate you guys downloading. We thank you guys so much from the bottom of our heart. And yes, that is one way you can help support the Kill Rock podcast. Also, subscribing. Hopefully, you hit that subscribe button and you're downloading every week, every episode. Hopefully, you're downloading them and, and enjoying. We have fun here at the Kill Rock podcast and we hope you're having fun with us. Help us out. Rate and review us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher.com if you listen on Stitcher. Not too many people listen on Stitcher, but iTunes for sure. Rate and review us. Give us those five stars. Give us like one star and either write a really good review or <laughs> write one that basically says these guys are complete garbage and Keith has no idea what he's talking about. We appreciate your reviews nonetheless. We appreciate your comments nonetheless. You could also send us some emails, kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. And if you're an independent band, that email is free for you. Send us your music. Send us your stuff. Also, go to audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Go get your free 30-day trial. Go get your free audiobook and help support the Kill Rock podcast every time. Literally every single subscription that is signed up for in the Kill Rock name, you're basically putting cash into our pockets so we could keep this podcast running. So eventually we could get merchandise and you don't even have to spend a cent. You could cancel your subscription after you get your free audiobook. And I don't suggest you cancel your subscription, but if you're not happy with the service, eh, go for it. Go help the Kill Rock podcast. Without further ado, we have another song by Convictions. This one is also off their Unworthy EP that was released in 2013. This one is featuring Ryan Kirby from the band Fit for a King. This is Heart of Fire. Here on the Kill Rock Podcast, the hashtag KRP. Yeah! 
Podcast. Today we have Josh from the band Convictions out of Ohio. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Just cold up here. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Has it snowed yet? Um, not yet. It snowed in areas around here. I think it snowed in Michigan, and we're pretty close there, so I'm pretty bummed about it. I think snow is awesome. I just I hate the cold. I hate driving in snow <laughs> <laughs> um where exactly in ohio are you are you near the cleveland area or anywhere um we're about an, we're about an hour from cleveland we're more in like the toledo ohio area it's kind of okay. uh, yeah it's kind of close to michigan we're kind of like in the middle of everything um we're from actually most of us are from uh well two of us are from a town called fremont right and then three of three of us are uh, from like toledo so okay yeah. so tell me how did Convictions get started? Oh, boy. Um, well, I guess to give the, the brief uh, version, it's, it's, a, it's quite, it's a, it's a story. Um, it was actually, I think it was in 2009, um, me and uh, um, our old vocalist, um, we had a, he, he, me and him had been in bands before, and we just had like a vision to start something uh, that with his convictions, we wanted to start a band that would talk about stuff that um, a lot of bands don't really talk about in music. Because everyone, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with a lot of bands out there, because I think we have a lot of great bands out nowadays in the metal scene. But it's a lot of uh, everyone's talking about the same thing. No one's really trying to push the boundaries musically or lyrically. And we wanted to try and start something that was. Uh, led by that and long story short there was a long time to find a drummer but then we found our drummer Zach and we wrote music for about a year and then we recorded our first album and we just kind of came out and right after we did our first album I believe our second show um our first we played one show and then we actually went on the tour with the band called the Great Commission right after that okay yes a, yeah a band called the Great Commission um Weird Defiance um, Seriana and Your Memorial. I really like Your Memorial. Your Memorial is a great band. Yeah, I love them. So, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was my first tour ever, too. So, all the other guys in the band had been on tours for, like, uh, our vocalists had been in a band called Soul Sky, and our drummer used to be in a band called Run to the Shadows, and they used to tour, like, quite a bit, but I was kind of like the young new guy 
And I was like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like a brief description. I mean, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of ups and downs. I mean, since then, we have fallen part ways with our previous vocalist. We just had a few differences. But we have our uh, new vocalist, Mike, who's such a good fit for the band. He's definitely who's definitely the the man who's supposed to be leading this band. <laughs> now, was Mike, uh, was he the lead screamer on the Unworthy EP? Yes. Um, the only album that uh, um, our old vocalist was on was the I Am Nothing. But a lot of people don't really uh, listen to that. Uh, a lot of people didn't. Uh, I, I love it. It wasn't, uh, we didn't really get a chance to push it real hard because we went through a lot that year. But right, right after we went through a member change, we kind of were like wanted to push the new stuff. So we put out the Unworthy EP. And a lot of people really, like our fans love that EP. So it's really cool to be like, oh, like we got a new vocalist and it didn't hurt us. Because a lot of bands, it, it really hurts them when they get a new vocalist. Like, kids are just like, oh, I want the old guy back. Right. You know, because that's why they fall in love with the band in the first place. But our fans were awesome, and they really accepted the new sound and the new EP. And, I mean, I'm very proud of everything we've been pushing for lately. So, yeah. Now, I think that's what's great about you guys, though, because you guys are uh, a newish band, not necessarily mm-hmm. signed or out nationally, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, having a new singer doesn't hurt as bad as if you were like, you know, like Haze Today when, uh, uh, when, uh, shoot. Yeah, Jimmy left. Yeah, Jimmy left and Steven, uh, filled in. Has there been mm-hmm. a change in writing style from singer to singer? Um, I, I guess you could say kind of. Um, I know after our first, we, we released an album, I Am Nothing, and then we went to the Unworthy EP. We kind of wanted to be, um, with our new vocalist, he was like really good at screaming. Right. So we kind of were like, well, we should try and be a little heavier because it would like work really good with his voice. <laughs> um, and I mean, uh, Mike, we've always kind of like collaborated on everything as a band. It's never really been like, uh, I mean, I write most of the ideas for the, the music, so it wasn't really musically things changed because I, I kind of, I've always written most of the skeletons for convictions. We obviously all come together and, write everything together. There's a lot right. of parts that I didn't write. I'm not going to be like that guy that's like, oh, I wrote it all! Because <laughs> I'm not. Um, but um, we've always kind of collaborated on lyrics and stuff like that. Mike usually will write out on um, the song. Like, I'll we'll demo out a song instrumentally, and uh, we'll send it to Mike, and he'll kind of come up with some ideas, maybe some, like, imagery he, he sees. Like, Mike's very... Uh, very we try to make our songs very cinematic right. where it's almost like you have like an image in your head. Like I know with uh, the art of breathing, it was like um, when we wrote that song, it was the first song we wrote with Mike and he kind of had like a, like he was just really like saw like an, like the movie inception kind of thing with it. It's kind of what he was got with it, like as a scenery. So, but we usually send it to Mike and he writes some stuff and then we all come together and we kind of work on things and we'll kind of be like, Oh, well, like uh, I think this lyric would be cool in here. I, kind of come up with this and then we'll adjust the music to match the lyrics, maybe make something different because it'll sound better with the singing or whatever. Cause, uh, to us, the vocals are the most important part of the music to us. So, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I know a lot of bands, uh, especially the song, the music writers, they won't bend or break no matter what the vocals are. Oh yeah. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It's, it's hard. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we'll have, we'll have parts, um, 
sometimes I'll have something that I'm just like, oh, this is like the best part of the song to me. And then the guys will be like, no, we probably shouldn't do that because the vocals are doing this. And, and then I'll just be like, all right, yeah. I guess. I know it's, I know it's, I, I try and see the big picture a lot of time because sometimes it's, you just have to do what's better for the song. So, right. And those parts can be, you know, you could use those parts in another song. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. As a vocalist myself, I've always had to tell people, you know, it's hard, you know, and I just did clean singing. I didn't do screaming. It's hard to sing over an open, uh, you know, we played in C, drop C. So mm-hmm. it's hard to play in a, like, sing in a rhythmic when you're only using one chord. Yeah. Uh, exactly. When you guys released Unworthy, it was in 2013, am I correct? Um, I think it was, um, I believe it was early, early 2000. It was either really late 2013 or really early 2014. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not too sure. I can't really think, oh, I can't really think off the top of my head. If I thought about it, probably. it was around that time, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it was released in 2013. Um, no matter what, it's been almost a year since it's released. Uh, yeah. What did you guys accomplish with this, uh, EP. Um, it's actually it's been the platform for the band. I mean, uh, uh, we released an album before, and it was it was pretty well receptive. But we are still like a growing band. We just started, and then we kind of really mastering our sound with the Unworthy EP. And um, basically, all of our fans like they know this EP. Like anyone who's like really heard about Convictions, it's usually been because of the Unworthy EP. Like they heard a song or they saw one of our music videos or lyric videos on YouTube from it, or they heard about us from a friend or Spotify, the Unworthy EP. It's really awesome because uh, with all the songs on the Unworthy EP, um, whenever we play them live, uh, a lot of, like, most of the time kids know the words. And that's that's kind of what we wanted to do with it. We wanted to make the choruses, like, really fun and, uh, I mean, still really emotional and really meaningful, but kind of, like, really catchy to where kids will really enjoy singing them along because we all love that uh we all love uh, the idea of like a uh, crowd singing along with uh, the band. It's it's just uh, there's there's something awesome about when you're playing your song and then you hear the crowd singing the song back to you. It's it's just it's like more fun than playing breakdowns and stuff. Live breakdowns right. are sweet. I love the heavy parts of our music, but there's just something about a chorus that kids just love singing. There's just something about it. Right, because you could always watch uh, kids dancing, but to hear, uh, you know, people mm-hmm. actually responding to your music in a way yeah. that they actually know it. It's not like you know they're aimlessly dancing in a pit; they're like actually mm-hmm. singing your songs back to you. Yeah, it's it's super humbling, and um, we just played like a our we haven't played a hometown show in like a year. We just played one about a week. It was about a week and a half ago last weekend, and it was just an overwhelming thing. Because just is it, the venue was almost sold out. It was super packed out, and we were just like, and everyone knew the words. It was super humbling to us. We were just like, wow, people like our hometown. Actually, there are people that like us. They're not just all. Uh, they're just not. They're not all people on the internet. They like us. <laughs> so, oh, how much have you guys toured since you released it? Um, we've done. Um, we did a tour before we released Unworthy, right? And we've done. Um, Weekend run, a lot of weekend runs, um, a lot of uh, trips. We we tour out out of state all the time. This never, we haven't done anything extensive yet. Um, okay. We're kind of, we've been really busy doing a lot of uh, 
we've all we the thing is we don't we don't uh do a ton of month long touring yet. That's the goal. Um we've been really busy recording and doing music videos and all it's it's very um expensive so we all have to work part-time jobs to kind of right. raise the money to be able to do these things but it's all worth it because uh i mean i guess from the business end you're putting out a really good product that kids really really like um we just we actually uh just got out of the studio with uh joey sturgis wow um, yeah um okay. we he he caught con- we contacted him a while ago and then he got back to us and he really liked it what we were doing so he uh we worked out some stuff and we uh expensive but it's worth it because um he's amazing at what he does and he really uh captures our sound we were kind of uh, a little like well i mean how i wonder how it's going to sound com- different differentiate from the worthy ep but when we got the final product back it was just like wow this is like this is how we're supposed to sound <laughs> and uh yeah we recorded um our we just released a music video about uh about a month and a half ago um called sharks um, and, uh, it's, it, we recorded that with Joey Sturgis and it, it's, uh, reception has been amazing. Um, we haven't, we don't have a, a release date for our album plan, but we do plan on completing our album with Joey Sturgis, but we're kind of in and out of the studio with him. He's really right. close to us. He lives in Michigan. So it's only about an hour drive for us. So it's not that bad. We can kind of go back into the studio and back out. We're kind of just going by pieces by pieces. We're actually going back, um, about two weeks to record a few more songs and then we're going to kind of see where we can go from there. Um, we have a few people that uh, kind of want to hear what we have. And uh, I guess we're going to go from there to see if, uh, what the plans are for the full length. We are going to do a full length no matter what happens. Uh-huh. Um, and we plan on hopefully having that done and out by like, hopefully done and everything out in the release out, by maybe late late summer that would be ideal if that would be possible um it's it's hard to say because there's just so much behind the scenes crap that like you have to deal with as a band they like financial struggles and all kinds of stuff i mean we 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 thought about doing like uh if if uh we are we have we have a few labels kind of talking to us right now um it, it, but it's nothing is set in stone. We're we're interested in a lot of stuff, but we just want to make sure we uh, are making the right decision and we aren't going to just sell ourselves short as a band. Because it's really easy to just take a, a label contract and just be like, oh, I, ju- I just want to be signed, you know? Right. And it's really easy to just uh, hurt your band more than help it. So we might, we might re- self-release it and just uh, kind of go from there. I think that would, uh, it would be a really good thing for us to do. We might do... Uh, we might just pay for it ourselves. We might do try and uh, see if our fans want to help us out with crowdfunding or something. We're not too sure. We're kind of in the planning stages right now. We're we're just uh, we're gonna get these two songs recorded, and then we're gonna probably release another new song soon. Actually, um, we've been talking about it. Probably shooting a, another, doing another cool project with it. I'm not really gonna say what it is yet, but yeah. <laughs> Now, you actually answered my question because I was going to say, I was going to ask you actually, now when you're mentioning people wanting to listen to it, I was going to ask, did you, do you mean labels? Yeah, um, it's, it's, uh, I can't, I can't really say a ton about it. No, it's just, uh, we, we've had, 
we've had interest from a few people, and it's really cool. It's it's super humbling. Uh, I don't say that to, like, yeah, we're so cool, you know, like, people want, want us, and it's like, it's, it's kind of just like a, it's that's kind of what's going on with the band, and we were like, keep our fans in the loop of things that are going on. Um, can't really say it, because it could sound, we could sound dumb. Oh, yeah. Things don't happen. You, you could totally, yeah, but just... we, and we, oh, no, go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you could totally jeopardize anything by mentioning who you're talking to. But uh, as a DIY band, uh, do you see the pros kind of, uh, kind of, uh, what's it called? Uh, kind of the pros, like, uh, the, they're a lot better than the cons, or there are more pros than cons when it comes to being a Maybe. DIY band? Um, I guess it, it really depends. Um. It's, it's quite a it's quite a topic. Um, I think that depending on the contract of a label, it it, it could go either way. Because I know I know people that have signed label contracts and they're just like, man, you know, like it just it ruined our career. You know, like we just we couldn't continue on, and it's usually because they didn't really choose. They kind of I guess settled for less. Um, but I think that if you can as a band, um remain unsigned and be able to grow exponentially, then that's a great thing to do. Um, it's just hard to get to a level you want to get as a band when you're not signed because labels do help a lot. Right. They, they're able to push you, and if they really care about your band, they can push you to new heights. And there are bands that, uh, like um, one band I love uh, called Our Last Night, um, they're actually... Um, independent right now and they're they they're bigger than they've ever been um they were on epitaph for a while and uh they just recently uh with their newest album or their newest ep they uh left epitaph and they decided to do everything diy and um they're doing really well actually and the, the cool thing about diy and if you're a big band is you don't have to answer to a middleman you know like it's right. it's all you get you get all the the money for your own hard work you don't have to uh you don't have because a lot of times when you're on a label it it really depends if you'll see any money because record labels will lend out bands and money and then you have to pay it back you know it's like a bank account it's still fair because in the end you you are getting really good promotion um depending on what label you sign to but you are getting really good promotion and they push you really hard they do what they're supposed to do it just it's a really fine line and it's i think it's really um what is best for your own band because what's good what's good for convictions um could be terrible for like a like the band you just interviewed on colors like yeah what's good for us could be bad for them it's it's really all you have to go by your intuition and your gut feeling and you just have to set to be smart it's as much as music is about art and passion if you are pursuing it as a uh i guess you want to be able to do it full time you have to be a smart business wise about it because that's where a lot of bands hurt themselves is they just kind of get lost but yeah i don't know i could go on for that for hours <laughs> the boring the boring logistics of things <laughs> well being a diy band uh who would you have to pay you just have to pay what managers tour tour managers uh, um, uh bookers you, well it, yeah when you tour you have we have to pay uh um our agent right. i believe agents take um like 10 15 percent yeah um like our management um our management's really awesome right now we're with reflex and our friend seth king manages us and he's just really good at what he does he wants to 
he, he's trying really hard to get us on the road right now. Um, we want to. We're just kind of in a process of uh, dealing with, uh, like I said, like the recording stuff. It's a little expensive, so we kind of need to be able to survive still. So we kind of have to keep working a little bit before we can do everything because we don't want it to be to a point to where we um, sell our money and the band can't go on anymore because we just can't afford it or something. But, uh, yeah, it's it, when you're DIY, you, you really you have to pay for that kind of stuff. And, I mean, obviously you pay for your own merch to order your own merch. But usually, um, like for us at least, uh, a lot of times our merch pays for itself, which is really awesome. Our fans really like our uh, clothes that we put out, so that's We'll get back to Josh uh, from Convictions in just one moment. But first, I want to let you guys know my Audible audiobook of the week. This week, it is This Is Your Brain on Music, written by Daniel Leviton. It's an amazing book and an easy listen. It's six hours long, so you can listen to it within the span of like two weeks on your way to work. It basically teaches us how our brains scientifically work in regards to the music we listen to and why we react differently when it comes to different genres or bands such as Fleetwood Mac, U2, or even Dr. Dre. It, it, it explains how jingles get stuck in our head. So today, I want to send you guys to audibletrial.com backslash killrock so you could go and get This Is Your Brain on Music by Daniel Leviton for free. It's a six-hour journey. When you're bored of listening to the same talk radio or the same music every time you drive to work, you could just spend like 30 minutes of your time. And I guarantee this book, you will never be able to leave your car. I guarantee it. So go to www.audibletrial.com dot com backslash killrock get this book and help support the killrock podcast next up here on the killrock podcast we're going to play you another song by convictions this is a new song you can go check out the music video on youtube uh the brian stars youtube this is sharks by the band convictions here on the killrock podcast the hashtag k r Yeah. 
you about your merchandise. Uh, I was looking over yeah. it, and obviously you guys are from Ohio, so you have the University of Ohio yeah. t-shirt, but uh, you yeah. also have the Upside Down Cross, and I read the bio, but I'm yeah. sure that in the world we live in, a lot of people would not understand exactly what that means, or they get a different yeah. understanding of what it means. What does what does the Upside Down Cross mean to the band Convictions? Um, the idea of that shirt was actually brought up by um, my drummer, Zach. I think we were all kind of talked about before, but Zach really had the idea. Because um, we had been at a lot of shows, and like we saw a lot of upside-down crosses and stuff like that. And we are just kind of like, well, you know, like, it's not even like, it's not even what it really means. It's like, we have like an upside-down cross and be like, F this or something. And, and we just kind of be like, oh, that's not what it means, though. <laughs> and we just thought of one day, we were like, you know, like, wouldn't it be like a really cool conversation starter if we released a, a shirt with upside-down cross with, the real meaning of being unworthy because uh, St. Peter had uh, requested to be crucified upside down because he said he was unworthy to be crucified like Jesus. Right. And uh, that's, that's the, the main story behind it. And we, there's something super fascinating about that to us. Cause I think there's something, there's something really cool about staying humbled and always remembering that we are unworthy of the, of the love of Jesus Christ. And, that's a big reason we're really, We've gotten a lot of mixed uh, feelings from our fans about it. We've gotten a lot of people that seem confused, but we are trying to address it. We always message people back when they want to talk to us or we respond to them when they have questions about it. Um, it's definitely, uh, we, we realized it would be a little risky to release, but we thought it would be a really cool, powerful, bold statement that um, would be really awesome to make into today's society. Yeah. And it's an, it's, I mean, I, I don't want to use the Bible as a marketing tool, but your album is unworthy. And mm -hmm. what symbolizes unworthy more than an upside down cross? Exactly. And I mean, it wasn't, uh, I mean, obviously like um, that, I, I mean, the shirt, it, it is like, uh, it's probably our most popular merch item, but um, that wasn't really the intention um, right. when we released it. It wasn't a, we were never, we would never try to profit off of a, uh, a, any type of spirituality because that's well, that's not the kind of people we are. But I mean, it was it was a cool idea, and it's cool because people really support the idea. And in in the end, it's like uh, it helps us out a lot when people you know like when people buy our merch. It helps us um, continue on to our, carry on our message as a band. It's not like we're we get it we see any of the money anyways. <laughs> so it's it was it was definitely uh like I said, it was definitely risky. But we knew that, and I think that if you're not, um, I think there's something about offending people that's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, it's it's not like we wrote release it to be offensive, but there's there's something about it that's like kind of got a, a statement that people are going to look at and be like, well, like, what does that mean? It gets people thinking about stuff. It gets people thinking about spirituality. It gets people's uh, gears turning rather than just releasing a shirt that just has like a really cool, like, I don't know, like a uh, horse on it or something, or what's like popular right now, like animals or something. Right. Like, a shirt, a shirt with a fox on it or something. Yeah. Like it, it's a, uh, it's, it's more intellectual, I guess, than that. Not that there's anything wrong with those. I mean, we're, we have a shirt with like a moth on it. It's like right. super, super hip. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I think it's cool when uh, shirts can be look artistic and you can make them artistic and they make people think about things. I'm all about 
provoking thought with music and things that are related to our music. That's because a lot of the bands that I grew up listening to, the ones that are my favorites, are the ones that kind of made me think about everything in life. They kind of made me like think about spirituality, about the world, about the universe. They kind of opened my mind to a lot of things, especially being, you know, being young and listening to music. You, you're very uh, impressionable. So I think it's good to kind of get people thinking rather than just living in a society that just stares at a computer screen and is all brain dead, you know? Right. And especially as a band, you got to, you need to get yourself out there in any Mm -hmm. way, shape or form. And I think it's awesome that this is actually your highest selling merchandise item. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people in Michigan aren't buying your Ohio state t-shirt. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we usually, whenever we go to, I, we're actually playing in Michigan tomorrow. We're always like kind of pushing that shirt like on the like, far side of the merch area. Like, oh, no one's going to buy that. Well, we actually, I think we actually had someone buy one last time we played in Michigan, and that was funny. Um, yeah, it, it's we've had that shirt for a really long time. We ordered like a real ton of them back in the day, and we've just had it, and yeah, it's cool. It either has it's a like a love hate thing with a lot of people. So, <laughs> is the rivalry really that big of a deal? Oh, I don't know. I I'm not really big into sports. Oh, okay. Uh, it was it was mostly a my drummer's accident. We don't really we're not really a football band. Uh, we're more of like a baseball band. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I mean, my drummer loves the like the Cleveland Indians. Like, right. He's like he is a baseball watcher, and I'm I've never been to sports, but. Like sometimes after practice, we'll like go get some wings or something, and the and baseball will be on, and I'll just watch it. And I'm like, oh, baseball is actually pretty cool. <laughs> but that's yeah, we're not really a baseball band. We're mo- I mean, we're not really a football band. We're mostly a baseball band. We thought it would be cool though because of Ohio State. If you, if you guys were a hockey band, then uh, we could probably talk a lot more. I mean, I think hockey is really cool, but I I just I just have never watched like sports. Like I just have never been a big sports guy. I've always been the the nerdy guy in high school that right. was listening to, as a nerdy guy listening to Demon Hunter in the Hallway, that looked kind of goth. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, that is weird. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, sports are cool, though. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I think it's sports are awesome. I, like, I watch, like, football with my family and stuff like that. I like, you know, like, Super Bowl and stuff like that. And I deliver pizzas on the side, so sports are awesome for my tips. And whenever I deliver pizza to... to on Super Bowl days, I always get tons of cash. But, <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> well, here's to hoping that the Indians get in the playoffs next year. Uh, yeah. My next question, let's go back to Unworthy. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know, how did you get Ryan Kirby to be on the EP? He's actually a former guest of this show. And when I found your guys' band, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it was when... I feel like uh, it was around the time I actually did the interview, and I found his name on your song. And I'm like, man, now I got to check these guys out. How did you get them on the EP? Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, we we just I know he had talked about doing some guest vocal spots, and we had actually um, talked to them when they had came through here a while back, and we we had played a few shows with them, and um, our manager is actually really close to them too. Uh, he's he uh, used to do some, like, tour managing for them. Um, but we, we just messaged him on Facebook, and uh, we were just kind of like, you know, like, you want to do this? And he just wanted to hear the song, and he decided, and, yeah, and we just kind of went from there. Um, 
it was really cool. Yeah, he did a really he did a really killer job on the song. And um, actually, on one of our older songs on the uh, "I Am Nothing" album, we actually got um, Maddie Mullins from the oh, yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah, and that was really cool too. Uh, we actually like talked to him on the phone and stuff like that. And it was, really, it was right before Memphis May Fire blew up too, so it was pretty crazy. You're getting guest vocals, it's it's not that hard to get guest vocals sometimes because I think uh, band band vocals are always kind of in need of a, like they always need the extra cash. But right. a lot of times they usually do a really good job on them. Like Ryan, I love Ryan's part on our song. It's like one of my favorite parts of that song. So yeah, it's super cool. He was he's such a he's a really really one of the most uh, down-to-tender dudes in the metal scene. Yeah, he's, so he's really cool. He's super awesome. And, it's, I mean, I'm six... I don't know how tall or big you are, but I'm 6'3", 230 pounds. And when I ran into him, oh. I'm like, this guy's the screamer? Like, he's this little guy. And then he starts Yeah, talking. he's definitely shrimpy. <laughs> yeah, but he's... When, when we saw him, like, when we saw him, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, his scream is so powerful live. I, I want to yeah, see... He, it's probably better than recording. Yeah, there's... They were they're such a good band live. Um Yeah, they're very tight. Yeah. yeah. Did you do you guys uh when it comes to having guest vocalists on albums, since we've talked about Ryan, um, in this scene, do you think that it's becoming a little bit overdone to have guest vocals on songs? Or do you think it's like something that's kind of needed? And when I'm talking about I'm not talking necessarily for a DOI band like yourselves, I'm talking about for those signed bands, the ones that are already out there that are getting all these guest vocalists on their albums? Um, I think it, uh, I think there are bands that get, get guest vocalists because they're like, oh, it would be really cool to have this person on this song. Mm-hmm. And then I think there are bands that get guest vocalists because they believe it'll get them more hype. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't, I guess I don't really think necessarily that, uh, either of those are wrong. Um, I think, I think it really just depends on, I, get, I think it just really depends, but I think that it can be cool. Like, there are some bands that get guest vocals. Like, um, I know that uh, I'm, I'm a really big, uh, I'm actually a really big uh, Bring Me the Horizon fan, actually. And uh, on their last album, I know they had uh, Lights, and they had uh, right. the guy from uh, You Me at Six. And I just remember listening to those songs and just being like, man, like, these are guest vocals. Like, they just fit so perfectly on these tracks. And I, I think they're the kind of like they're the kind of band that wouldn't put a guest vocal song unless it really fit the music. And I think that's that's cool. I, I'm a fan of uh putting a guest vocal song on a track when it'll really fit the music. Right. Not necessarily for uh not necessarily for the hype, because I think that's like a it's really easy to keep, become a very uh gimmicky band when you're when every move you make is for hype. And that's something we never really wanted to become. We kinda of wanted to always be honest with our music and stuff like that um but i think it's cool to have a guest vocalist one that really fits the music so i mean that's kind of uh i guess what i think it is a little overdone i mean a lot of bands do it but i mean there's it's kind of just i don't know i think there there's they could be double sides they could be doing it for like a really like cool reason like for the music or they could just be doing it for hype or but i mean at the end of the day you know that's their band and that's their their decision so if they're, I mean, there's a lot of bands that have, I love that get guest vocals. So I'm like, oh, that guy's kind of unnecessary, but right. still cool. You know, now, so. Does it affect your uh, live performance uh, when you don't have those guest vocals? Or do you guys write your songs mm-hmm. to fit your live performance, but the guest vocals are just that added spice to the recording? 
Yeah, we usually, we don't have any problem. We play Heart of Fire Live without uh, Ryan. Uh, it would be cool to have, uh, play, like, if we ever played a show with Fitford King or did a tour with them, it would be super awesome to play a song and have Ryan do it. Um, but, no, Mike Mike is uh, super, super good at screaming, so he, he's able to hold his own against Ryan. So it's really cool uh, whenever Mike does it live. A lot, a lot of people, like, a lot of people, like, uh, they, uh, they like uh, when they hear this. Sometimes when people hear the song, they're like, "Oh man, I didn't know that uh, that that was Ryan until like I you like told me that." So I mean, that's cool. It's like, oh yeah, like people think like Mike's a good screamer, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not like Ryan's part's like super crazy. So Mike's usually able to pull it off live pretty well. So so we've talked about uh, the unworthy EP. Uh, we've talked about basically everything, writing everything. Um, where do you see convictions being in the next three to five years? Hmm. Um, realistically and hopefully, um, we'll be touring full time. We'll be on a, uh, very good label and we'll just uh, be pushing the band super hard and hopefully we'll be full time by then because that's definitely the band's goal. Hopefully we'll have our hopefully we'll have our album out by then because <laughs> we we we've, we've been working on this album for forever and I just want to get this new music out there and just hear what people think and hopefully people like it and they'll want to support it and we'll be able to become a full time band that would be awesome it's really what the goal is for the band to we really want to be on the road all the time and be just going traveling and showing people love and spreading um, what conviction stands for all across the world. That is ideal. So hopefully, um, God willing, that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, we, we definitely are trying to make all the right decisions in preparation to become a full-time touring band because that's the ultimate goal for the band. So hopefully, it, you know, hopefully it'll all be worth it. I, I really believe it will, and, I mean, I believe that we will be, but, I mean, I can't... Uh, not going to count my chickens for their hatch because it's hard. It's hard to become a full-time band in the scene. It's hard to stand out. It's hard to become well-known when there's so much, there's a lot of good bands out there and there's a lot of, there's just a lot of bands in general too. It's a, it's, it's hard to stand out. Um, but I think that we can do it. I really do. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and I wouldn't be in convictions if I didn't believe it could be that, you know, I wouldn't be in the band. So I really do believe we can do that. It's just a just a lot of a, a matter of time, I guess. A lot of matter matter of time, and being in a band is a big waiting game. You're always waiting for the next step, and you have to wait for other people to whether it's email you back, or you're waiting to get your songs back, you're waiting to get your music video back, you're waiting to hear about a tour, you're waiting to hear about something from management. It's all waiting, and that's the thing that that sucks. You got to be really patient about everything when you're in the band, but it's always worth it. It's always worth it. And we're just, we're, we're even blessed to be where we're at, to have the fan base, that, the awesome fan base that we do have right now. Even though, like, we're not the biggest band in the world, obviously, but we're super grateful for what we have. And it's more than I ever thought I would accomplish as a, a teenager. Like, if I were to show my, what we've done now to my teenage self, I would be like, you guys made it. <laughs> right. Like I'd, be like, I'd be like, you made it, man. And, be, and then me now, it's kind of like, it's so easy to take things for granted, and I think that it's really important that you don't do that. You you should be grateful for every 
person that enjoys your music, every fan that you have, every person that's bought some merch or an album, I think we are we are super grateful for that. And that's the kind of stuff that keeps the band going is just the people that really really love what we do and we really feel called to this. We really feel like there's there's something here that we feel like we're we're supposed to do with the music. But oh yeah, hopefully hopefully that's we can be full time touring within the next three years and hopefully we'll be with some of our favorite bands that would be really cool <laughs> that would be awesome so in within the span of three years you will be coming to california yes have you had in we've and never out been to california you have, we have so never you... <laughs> no i have all i need to have in and out burger because that's all anyone ever talks about okay i when, yeah when you come to california you're gonna hit me up and i will i'll treat i'll treat all you guys out to in and out burger beautiful where where in california are you I'm I'm in LA. I'm in the LA area. Awesome. When we're near the LA area, I'll be like, guys, we got free lunch sticks. This guy's <laughs> totally gonna hook us up. You know how it we is. In and out burger. <laughs> I have I have too many friends that are on the road that are uh, crying about having five dollars per DM. So, what is a few dollars to spend on a, a starving band, right? Awesome. That that means a lot. Bands, I'll tell you, like bands appreciate that. That's something yeah. that. No band will ever take for granted. <laughs> now, where can we find Convictions on the interwebs? We are, um, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash convictionsrock. You can check us out on Twitter at convictionsrock. Just tweet at us at convictionsrock. You can find us on Instagram at convictionsrock. You can email us if you have any questions or business inquiries at convictionsrock at yahoo.com we have tumblers convictions rock it's all convictions rock we have everything so you can hit us up on any of those social media outlets and what about sharks where can we find the video for sharks um you can find sharks um it's on our on our facebook page we just posted about it again again last night and you can just uh search youtube just go to the youtube search bar and look up convictions sharks and it'll be the first video you see on youtube it's like a blue picture of Zach playing drums. Um, <laughs> you can check that out on YouTube. Um, it's on a YouTube channel called Brian Stars, but just search Convictions Sharks, and it'll be right there. Any last things you want to say to your fans and to the listeners of the Kill Rock podcast? Um, well, something else not here. I feel like... People do this. It's like this is the last time you ever get to talk. This is the last about song. Anything. <laughs> this, um, this, this is your I mean, encore. I guess if it's uh, to our fans, you know, I just want to say thank you for the continued support, and we'll have an album out soon. And just don't forget about us while we're <laughs> finishing it all up, and we'll be hopefully we'll be coming to see everyone soon. Hopefully we'll be hitting the road and. Come to see everyone soon and be able to meet everyone and talk about life and spirituality and Pokemon or something. Pokemon. So, <laughs> and don't worry. I, I just think about oh, man. My band is going to kill me when they listen to this and be like, Josh, you are so dumb. Why did you say that? So, yeah. So, I just, I, I know God bless to everyone. <laughs> and so. don't worry. We'll, we'll have you on the show once again. We enjoyed our time. That sounds good. That sounds good. Maybe maybe I'll have Mike do that one or something. So hey, we'll it won't be. We'll talk if we if you <laughs> could get everyone to just get on Skype. <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. Yeah, a group a group meeting, a uh, group chat. 
Yeah, next time we'll do that, actually. Uh, last time we did radio, we did all on speakerphone, there's three of us, so that was cool. Yeah, we could definitely do that. That's awesome. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Everyone, go check out Convictions, their EP, Unworthy. Uh, you could find it on iTunes, but you could also find it on their Bandcamp, because I believe that's where mm-hmm. I purchased it. Yes. And uh, that's it. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, really, really. And that was Convictions. Thank you, Josh, for coming on to the show. Thank you for talking to us about uh, Unworthy and your merchandise and uh, future shows and stuff. What is so amazing, especially about these, all the bands that I'm talking to, I've been talking to the guys from Prepared Like a Bride for a couple weeks. We were set to go check them out last month at Canoga Park, uh, their first stop on their, I believe this is their first North American tour. We are supposed to go check them out, talk to them, but things happen, things come up, and it was sad, but we had to miss it. But as things would have it, as the world just turns into the favor of the Kill Rock podcast, Prepared Like a Bride is going to be back in California. When? On the 29th of November with Silent Planet, with Dayseeker, bands that we have already had on the show. What other band? There's this band, Matter. You guys need to go check out Matter. They're a sick band. They're going to be on that same show out in Santa Ana, California. And it's it's just kismet. It's kismet. It's the only way I can explain it. And as things would have it, uh, I do follow Convictions on Twitter everywhere. I follow them everywhere. On Instagram, on Twitter, yada, yada, yada. It just so happens that Sion Planet goes to their town. Actually, I think they went to Michigan. And now they're like best buds. So it's like, why is why are all these bands hanging out, becoming best friends? You know why? It's because they have an appreciation for the music that they make. And they have an appreciation for the music that everyone else makes. They aren't jealous. They aren't competitive, even though there's a little competition in the music industry no matter what. They appreciate each other, and that is what makes good bands. You appreciate other bands, other bands are going to appreciate you. Even if you write garbage, it's, it's a fact. Even if they think you write garbage, they'll still respect you enough to tell you that, and maybe you'll write better music. Anyways, I don't even know where that tangent really came from. I was going to talk about convictions about Unworthy and... By no means is Conviction a garbage band. But I just felt like I should go on a tangent. It happens from time to time. Sometimes I just talk to myself. Actually, that's what I do all the time. (laughs) That's like the basis of my monologues, just talking to myself. I don't even know if I'm actually talking to someone else. I think this is just a way for me to kind of vent out what I have on my brain. I think I should just go write a song. Maybe I should just go write a song. Yeah, maybe later. I, I, I love talking to you guys. You guys literally blew my mind last week downloading the Good Luck Varsity episode as much as you did. Uh, the response was amazing. I just want to give a, a couple shout-outs before we end this show. I want to give a shout-out to my good buddy, John Mediana, 
who helps support the Kill Rock podcast by spreading the word through his social media. Go follow him at John Mediana on Twitter. And uh, I believe his he's been on the show. He, his Instagram is at jmediana, I believe. He's been helping us spread the message, and that's it, amazing. I want to thank Nate Viscara for coming on the show a few times, doing album reviews with us, Jordan Sandoval as well. I want to thank my good buddy from Bakersfield, Stephen Kelly. I talk to him every day, and he lets me know what we're doing fine and what we're doing wrong and how we could be better. And Stephen Kelly, I truly appreciate you. Cannot wait till you move down to Fullerton and we can hang out more. I want to thank Sean Hale. Sean Hale, who cuts my hair, he was on an episode of the Kill Rock podcast not too long ago. He's an amazing guy. If you're ever in Southern California and you need a haircut, go hit up Sean Hale. He's amazing and genuine person, lovable person, and and he's a Ducks fan, a real Ducks fan. So what can be any better than that? I also want to thank my buddies uh, Jimmy Smith from The Noise. We had him on the show. Drew Saragoza, who is set to be on the show the week after Kevin Lyman. He has a band called Cynical. And also my buddy Jordan Haven, who is out there working at BMG Chrysalis, trying to help these starving artists get their music on television, in movies, and whatever. These are my buddies. They're my friends. Uh, we all went to Musicians Institute together. and those three also caesar i forgot caesar guardardo how can i forget you you brought johnny Moore on the show on my show and i truly appreciate you buddy i appreciate everyone i went to musicians institute with not only did i get to enjoy your company as well as sharing laughs and talking about music but i also learned so much from you guys and i'd like to think that we all learned together so thank you guys uh I don't know why I'm going through all these things right now. It's just something that I feel like doing. It's like I said, kismet. I want to thank every single guest that's been on this show. Hearts Like Lions, who are on episode one. Uh, Talking Trees, who are on episode two. American Arson, Good Luck Varsity. Evan Lucy from uh, AP Magazine, as well as Aubrey Sitterson from The Straight Shoot. All the bands that we've had, it's just... For a show that's only had 24 episodes, you guys have to realize, I was working at Indivision Music for half a year, and I only have about eight or nine videos up on the Indivision YouTube from interviews, and there's only three of them that we didn't release. So eight plus three, that's, I don't know. <laughs> Not good at math. Uh, that's 11. And since I'm in the mood for thanking, I mean, it is Thanksgiving coming up this weekend or this Thursday out in America. So I'm in the mood to thank. So I want to thank uh, my beautiful girlfriend, Brianna, for all the support that probably just the most supportive girl that I've ever met. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She's super talented. And I don't I don't think I'd be able to do anything if uh, I didn't have her in my corner. I really don't. I want to thank my mom for helping me, supporting me throughout my life. I love you, mom. And I want to thank uh, all you guys, the fans, the listeners of the Kill Rock podcast. Without you guys, we wouldn't even have a show. I would have no one to even talk to. I'd be talking to myself. I'd be like a little schizophrenic dude 
from the beautiful mind, and I'm not, I don't have a beautiful mind. I can't do math on a window. So I want to thank you guys for listening to me talk, for listening to all the bands talk, for listening to all the bands jams. This show is for you guys. This show is for you that love bands so much you want to support them in any way. This is for you, the fans that are starting bands, are in bands, and want to move yourself to another level. This show's for you guys, the fans. I appreciate you guys for downloading. I appreciate you guys for playing, for liking, for sharing, for subscribing, for going to audibletrial.com backslash killrock and getting your free audiobook. By the way, it is Thanksgiving coming up. This is the perfect week to get your Audible trial. We know that if you're going to be sitting in the backseat of mom and dad's car, you only have so much music to listen to, right? So why not pop in an audiobook from audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Anyway, thank you guys out in Wichita, Kansas, out in Detroit, Michigan, L.A., California, Anaheim, California, Seattle, Washington, San Jose, California, out in Glasgow. I see you, Ross. I see you. <laughs> out in Germany. We got a ton of downloads in Germany last week. Uh, Japan, China, Mexico. You guys, just for, just for listening and downloading, that's making my life. Go share it with your friends. Let them know that we're alive. Like the podcast on uh, Podomatic. Every episode, go hit that like button. You might think it might not make a difference, but it really does. It helps us with the analytics and everything like that. You guys are the best. Uh, I don't even know if I have any more things to say. I really don't. So, we'll just get to the last song. This is Convictions with their song, The Art of Breathing. Like I said a million times in this episode, go pick up the Unworthy EP. Go pick it up now on iTunes. In the description box of the website for this episode, there will be a little iTunes link for this album. And you know what? We're going to put a little iTunes icon for Sharks as well. Click those icons and go buy them on iTunes. This is The Art of Breathing. This is Convictions. Next week, we have Kevin Lyman from the Warp Tour here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week.
Yeah.